Hey. Yo. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How's things? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. Oh, man. Just finished up dinner with the family and getting the dog taken out. Everything. You know how it goes. Did a little building in the mine today. Yeah. Is this recording right now? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Live from the time you connect, bro. Oh. Yeah, I've just been uh, yelling at the TV all fucking day. Watching. I'm in a, a Bitcoin fantasy football league, and my guys aren't doing too hot today, so. It's, you know. Yeah, yeah. If it's not one thing, it's another. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I've had a lot of entertainment out of it. If I lose, there's only, I only put a $100 worth of corn up, you know, back when it was like 40000 but. You know, I, I've got my entertainment out of it, so that is worth it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy I'm, it. I mean, I'm of the uh, the stack and hodl uh, mindset, I guess you could say, but I'm yeah. also of the you got to enjoy life, man. I don't, I didn't become a Bitcoiner to like live like I lived when I was homeless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you were homeless, huh? It was that bad. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite get there. I, w- I was really close, really close to losing my house, but I didn't. Um, yeah, thank God. So, I was homeless by choice a couple of times, and I say that really? like I could have. Like my wife said it to me last night, right? Well, today we were watching. Uh, I was working on the mine. I came inside, and like she was laying down with the baby. The baby was taking a nap and uh, she was watching some homeless documentary or something. She was like, can you imagine? And I was like, yeah, I can. And she's like, oh, oh, yeah, you can. Yeah. She's like, but but you chose to be homeless. And I, I like got upset. And then I was like, you know what? She's right. Like, I could have called my mother and been like, yo, I need to come home. But my pride wouldn't let me do it. You know what I mean? How long ago was that? Oh, man. Uh so I was homeless in my early 20s. Uh, I lived in my car for probably like six or seven months um, in the winter in New England. It was horrible. Uh, I actually had like this 94 Honda Accord where you could like flip the back seat down. So I used to make a bed and like put my feet through the hole that went out into the mm-hmm. like back seat. It, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it definitely could have been worse. Uh, but the last time was probably seven years ago. Something like that. I was homeless in Brattleboro, Vermont. Uh, I, <laughs> the, so the, the, the people that listen to this will get a kick out of this. You, know, you already know. You've heard a thousand stories like this, I'm sure, and probably have a thousand of your own. But uh, I had this genius idea. Uh, when I was in the dark time in my life, um, I was living in this apartment that I wasn't paying rent for, and I moved my drug dealer into my house. Mm. <laughs> then I had this genius idea that I was going to rob him while oh. he was living in my house. And I uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I planned it all out, right? I kicked my door in on my own house when he wasn't home and I robbed him and then 
I called the cops on myself and said somebody broke into my house. And my ex-wife did that to me. <laughs> same thing. We was we were still married at the time, but yeah, same same thing. So, you know, made it look like a robbery so she could get my safe and my drugs. And... <laughs> so you know exactly what I'm, that genius yeah, idea. Yeah. That's that insanity. Yeah, like so. It, I, you know, I I am a recovering addict. I only got three and a half. I'm I'm coming up on like uh, three years and seven months. So. You know, I, I don't have a whole lot of time. I mean, that's a long time for me. But, you know, the majority of my life, I was uh, an addict or using addict. Yeah. So, yeah. The the uh, the end of that story for me was uh, the cops believed me and <laughs> the drug dealer did not. Uh-huh. And he uh, he burnt my house down like the whole shit. No shit. Yeah. Right to the foundation. Like all of it. With everything I owned inside of it. That's how I ended up homeless that time. And assuming you were not insured, huh? No, no, no. I was (laughs) renting a whole house. I like, I always had these, like, I don't know. Life always gave me, like, these great opportunities, even though I wasn't living right. And I rented a whole house in Vermont for 650 bucks a month. And, uh, yeah, that shit got burned down. He literally, like, I don't know what he did. Had people come do it, or he did it, or whatever. But that shit got burnt right to the ground. Did you steal so a lot for a while? Him? What? Did you steal a lot of shit from him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Maybe. yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know if we're talking in Bitcoin terms. Probably half half a coin. Wow. Yeah, that would that would probably set me off to where I'd want to burn down a fucking house too, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> you got me for that much. I've been, I've been robbed a few times for, like, I, when I when I got robbed, like I was, most of my the drugs that I did were prescribed to me. I mean, I go don't get me wrong, that wasn't enough, but I had the prescriptions, and then I was you know doing the street drugs too. But so when my drugs got done, like I I go back to the dog and say, hey, somebody robbed my house, and they usually. You know, give me another script if I had a police report or something like that. It happened a couple of times in my life, but like mostly I was just devastated because I, I was going to be dope sick. Uh, you know, it was like it was like three days. Uh, listen, you listen, I, I, I don't I don't even think I should tell this story, but like I uh, keep it vague. Well, I my my uh, I had a safe beside my bed and it was a, like a, a digital safe where you, you know, type the number in. And, um, and like there, I had a boulder to the ground. There's no way, you know, my wife was a huge addict too at the time. She's deceased, you know, RIP. And, uh, she, she overdosed and died, you know, a couple years after we separated, but she, uh, one day I came home and I, I realized there was something taken out of my safe and there was no way that anybody, like there was no way to get in the safe. So I was like, and she didn't have the code and I had no idea how something got taken out of there. Um, a few weeks later, I get a call from her saying somebody had broken into the house and the police were at the house. And I come home. Um, there's a cop outside. And I'm like, hey, have you guys been inside yet? And they're like, no. So I, I and in the frame of mind that I'm in, like, I, you know, I grab my gun and I go in the house and I go upstairs and I see a guy like dressed in black clothing in my bedroom, in my closet. And I pull my gun. Out. I'm like, you know, you know, who are you? And it turns around and the guy's wearing a badge. And, um, you know, I got a, a gun drawn on a cop. 
you know, so I immediately, I just throw the gun up in the air and say, don't shoot me and hit the deck. And, you know, then I get put in handcuffs and, but that was like the start of that, that crazy part. And, um, so I did, I did some investigating myself and, um, I did a little bit of invest. That's my grandfather clock back there. I did a little investigating myself because at the time I was, this was when I was still, I was ordering things off the, you know, the dark web marketplaces and things like that. And I was getting these, um, Xanaxes from fucking, uh, you know, a, a country across the sea. I'm, I'm not going to get into that, but nobody else around my town had them. So they were in a very specific, uh, package. So when I got, I got robbed. I went around with the packages I had. I said, Hey man, you know, if anybody sees these packages, you let me know. And like, I got a, I got a bad reputation around where I live. So I found out, uh, one of my, my buddies called me and said, Hey, you know, we know, we know who has the packages. So I go, I take these two guys over to this house with me and have a, a very unfriendly conversation with this kid. And, um, he's like, listen, man, I didn't rob your house. Some, some lady I met her online sold them to me and i said oh okay. yeah i said you're gonna tell me who it is and he's like i don't really don't want to get involved i said he's like but i got her phone number right here and he showed it to me it was my wife's phone number and you know so i go back home and i walk in my house and my wife has a, a an intratech tech nine millimeter pointed at me like when i walk in the house and i'm like she's like, i was like i know and i was like yo just you know hey i ain't gonna do nothing to you just get your shit and get the fuck out and like you know she did and um Three days later, I was really sick and I hit her up and she's like, she took me to where she dumped my safe. So because like there was some there was a so, something in there that I needed. <laughs> and like <laughs> you know, it, the, the insanity, like looking back on it, man, like I, I don't even know how. You know, I, I survived through that that part of my life. It was. uh, It was wild, man, you know, uh, too many close calls. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I there's no. I'm just going. She went to prison for a while, but you know. there's no coincidences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I believe that uh, people who come from a background uh, similar to the things that we've experienced um, have a different appreciation when it comes to the things that you have now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's. <laughs> You know, I'm of the mindset, like, there's nothing you can tell me about living poor or living in a fashion where, like, you don't have things that, like, I can't directly relate to. Uh, you know, I've I've been there. Like, I've lived that. You know, when that when all that shit went down and my house got burned down, you know, a, a, a sane person would think, oh, my God, my house just got burned down. Yeah. Uh, you know, Red Cross showed up when my house was on fire and they gave me a voucher for six months to live in a hotel mm. and cash assistance and food assistance. It was like hitting the crackhead lottery. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got cable, I got a microwave, I got food and you're giving me free money. And you didn't, and you didn't think about changing the way you was living at all, did you? No. I was like, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. I just went from trying to figure out how I was going to get the next one to having the state provide the next one for me. Yeah. It was insanity. And I lived like that. Yeah, exactly. And the sick part is like, I lived like that for so long, not realizing that like the problem with the way that I was living. But now looking back, like, uh, you know, I've been, 
I've been on the other side of that life for it'll be six years uh, yeah. in February. I mean, this um, is better this way. Life is much better this way. Yeah, I look back and I'm just grateful that I lived through it. Like, so, like just as easily, you know, I, and I have a hundred stories like that, right? Where mm-hmm. I did somebody wrong and something bad happened to me. Or vice versa, somebody did me wrong, right? Yeah. But all the situations that I was in and all the places that I put myself and all these horribly dangerous places that I put myself and that dude could have just as easily pulled a gun on me and shot me yeah. as he burned my house down. Like, I'm so lucky that he burned my house down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it has to be some. I, I definitely believe that something that, you know, there's a higher power keeping me alive or has a plan for my life now. And w- without a doubt, like, it's, it's weird. Like, I, like, at this point in my life, LC, like, I'm, I'm at the point where, like, I don't speed in my car. I don't. I used to, I've been in, I've been in a lot of like physical altercations. I got scars all over my head and uh, like, I, I don't ever want to get into another fight again. I don't ever, I got unfinished tattoos. I don't want to get them finished. I want to live comfortable. Now maybe I'll change my mind in a couple of years, but right now, like I just, I'm done taking risks. I'm done experimenting. I'm fucking done. Like I just want to live comfortably in my big house and take care of my family and, you know, grow to be an old man uh, with stacking Bitcoin, you know, that's, that's what I want to do, but I'm not, I'm, I'm fucking done. Yeah. You want to take the time to do all the things that you missed. I was yeah. talking to, uh, Texas slim, uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, my oldest son is 10. And when he, you know, I have a 10 year old, a three year old and a one year old. Mm-hmm. And, my three-year-old and my one-year-old have never seen me use. Yeah. Like, and I say that because I learned a lot of lessons. Looking back, I realized that I learned a lot of lessons from the mistakes that I made with my 10-year-old when he was little. Like, money was everything to me when he was little, right? And I worked a good job, and I made a lot of money. You know, I wasn't necessarily living right. But I made a lot of money and I thought that what would make me a good father was to buy him the present that he wanted or to have a big screen in the living room or whatever it may be. Right. Like buy him that shiny new bike, buy him the newest whatever. And looking back, I realize that all the money in the world can't buy me the first Halloween that I missed. That can't buy me the New Year's oh, the Christmas Eve that I wasn't there because I was on the road working. Like all the money can't buy any of that shit back. So now with my three-year-old and my one-year-old, I have the opportunity and I have the skill set to go out and get, I got offered a union job three days ago. But if I take a union job in Boston, I got to leave my house at four in the morning and I won't be home until the kids are ready to go to bed. That's not worth it to me because all that money in the world can't buy me back all the shit that I'm going to miss not being here. No, but you can experience these these next holidays with your kids now and, you know, enjoy it. That's And I, I'm getting to the same place. Like, this is the first year I've, I personally put up, like, Christmas lights and I went overboard with it. But, like, I really enjoy <laughs> – I've really enjoyed, like, putting up Christmas lights and, and doing the shit that, I, like, a couple years ago I would have thought, like, I am never going to – I would never do anything like that. Like, I really enjoy it. 
I really enjoy this just being, you know, a family, just being a father. Yeah. I took last night. I, uh, I told my wife a couple of days ago, I'm like, listen, don't make any plans Saturday night. We have plans. And she like laughed it off. And, uh, like it was, we don't always realize where we're at and what we're doing in life, right? And if we're careful enough and aware of our surroundings, we realize that the people in our lives can be our eyes and ears if we let them be. And I didn't realize that my wife's reaction showed me that I haven't been taking the right amount of time that I used to be taking to spend time with my family without my phone in my hand, without doing whatever I'm doing, right? Because I get caught up in things. I run off on tangents. I'm all in or I'm all out, right? I've been building this mine. I've been like all these things. And we all do it. And uh, yesterday she was like, she's like, I know where we're going. We're going to the center of town. They're lighting the tree in the center of town tonight. And we got in the car and she, she really thought I was bringing her to the center of town. And like, we drove an hour to go to a church uh, that's nearby that lights up a huge Christmas light display. Huge. You can walk it. It's like a mile and a half long. It's a huge campus. And uh, we haven't been there in years. And uh, my wife's father is not with us anymore. He uh, he died 17 years on the right side of a bad life. And uh, so he used to work at this particular church. So it means a lot to her, right? Like we used to go there. Years ago, we would go there and light a candle for him. And, uh, like, we pulled up there last night, and she was just crying in the passenger seat. She was, like, so happy, right? And, like, that right there is everything to me. That is everything to me. To see the look on her face, to see, you know, my son's excited to run around and enjoy the Christmas lights. I bought overpriced fried dough, and I paid $5 for him to ride on a train that goes around in a 10-foot circle. Like, who cares? Yeah, like, nice. they had a blast. Like, they loved it. Like, that's what it's all about, man. Life is about experiences. Life is not about, like, Bitcoin is great because of the problem that it solves. Yeah. Right? It solves my money. It solves the problem of my money being eroded out from under me. That's great. Yeah. Uh, But I'm not, like, a moon boy, and I'm not here, like, to become a bazillionaire because, I've already, I already have the experience in life that tells me that if I'm not happy with nothing, I'm not going to be happy with a million of something. Right, I get it. I get it. But like, if, if I didn't have Bitcoin, so, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old and, you know, most of my life I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, when I got clean, I didn't have nothing, man. I was, I was about lost my, my house. So no savings or anything like that. There was, there's, was, you know, I, I just moved out the trap. And bought a big house in like an upper scale, uh, middle class neighborhood, and like there's no way I could have accumulated enough enough money to do that, um, you know, without number go up. There's yeah, no, no absolutely, absolutely. And I'm not taking anything away from it, right? Because the reality is, like the re that I had, the fact that I have Bitcoin in my life allows me to do things like we did last night, right? Like I, mm -hmm. we live paycheck to paycheck. We're not uh we're a very low income house. Right. But the fact that I live the life I live with Bitcoin allows us to go and do things like that. Like it allows me the money to put gas in the tank, to drive up there to spend a hundred dollars last night and not be like, Oh shit. Like we need to cut down the grocery bill this week. Cause I spent a hundred dollars last night. How, how long have you been Bitcoining? 
March 2020. Okay. So over a year, year and a half. Not long enough. <laughs> yeah. oh, you, listen, man, when I finally figured out the, the having cycles, um, like I, I, st- I, I got into it in 15, uh, you know, just strictly to buy dope with it. And like, so like all the Bitcoins that I bought in 2015, I immediately, you know, sent to South Korea and bought fentanyl patches and, and things like that. And uh, it wasn't until, because I had a little bit left and I was still in my addiction, but like I was actually in a treatment center uh, trying to get, trying to get clean. And I, and I, you know, the number in 2017 was going from like a thousand to 3000. And like, I started really paying attention. Like, why the fuck is this? Why is this uh, the, the value of it increasing so quickly? So that's like when I started, uh, you know, I just wanting to figure out, you know, why, why is this happening? And so I, like, I immediately, when I got out, I, you know, I was still using, but I was obsessing about, uh, you know, I wanted to figure out what was going on. And I figured out the having cycles and, and things like that. So like when I finally got, well, getting, you know, being able to stack Bitcoin was one of my biggest motivations to get clean. I mean, my life sucked. That was my, I wanted, I wanted a better life, but you know, the first thing I started doing when I got clean was, was trying to, you know, start stacking sats. And I was like buying like, uh, you know, $150 a week. But my goal when I started doing that was to prepare myself for the 2020 having, and I was telling everybody and I wore my Bitcoin shirts and, you know, I was like, why, well, you know, if you start buying Bitcoin now, like it's going to go to, you know, when the having happens, you know, six months to a year after that, like we're going to, I'm going to make a lot of money. And I got my dad involved. And, um, that's, that's what I tell people now. Like, you know, I, I hear people talking about, you know, these, the cycles like breaking and things like that. I, I don't believe that. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so I'm always like, hey, you know, just prepare for the, the 2024 having. There's a whole bunch of guys around this this town where I live that are doing that now. They're, you know, they're saving and, you know, saving in Bitcoin or dollar cost averaging, uh, trying to prep for the, the next having cycle. So that's really where my head's at. I mean, it's everything in the meantime is like it's gravy, right? It's good to uh, it's good to have like all this extra shit. But the reality is like when 2024 rolls around, that's, that's like the end, not the end but that. That's like my time goal right now. Right. Like I'm building this mine. I'm getting all these miners together. Like by the having my goal is to, you already know, like my goal is to buy a gas well in West Virginia before the 2024, before the next half. Yeah. if, If I can get there, like that'll be great. But from now till then is just, you know, Nico uh, from Simply Bitcoin said to me, he's like, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the advice you need and the only advice you need. Buy Bitcoin. Hold that Bitcoin. Don't sell it no matter what. And just keep stacking Bitcoin. And in four years, you'll realize that this is the best fucking decision you have ever made in your life. Just make it through a cycle. That's all you got to do. Is uh, that's that's the secret. We people have already done all the hard work. You know? Yeah, that's it. Stack, you know, stack an auto. I beat I beat that drum. I just stepped into a kind of an echoing hallway, but I got kids and dogs running through the house. I didn't want to get uh, stepped into my basement, but that's that's the secret, man. That's the secret. That's what uh, that's what I'm still doing. I, I'm still following my same strategy that I. Used in 2018, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, I heard Nico talking about it today. He's like, listen, Bitcoin is going to do what it's going to do. It's going to go up. That's it's without you, without me, without whoever. It's going to it's engineered to go to pump forever. Like it's going to do what it's going to do. You just need to make sure that you're doing what you need to do in order to benefit from it doing its thing. So did you already get your the infrastructure of your mind? Like is, is all the power, are the receptacles ready to plug in when they come? Uh, I have everything. <laughs> Do uh, I have everything except the miners. So I have all the parts, uh, but you know how it is. Yeah. You work full time, you run a business, wife, kids. I work on it when I can. Um, I mean, I try to get a little done every weekend. So I'm at the point now where it's all everything I built is framed up. Um, I'm not doing like a, a solid building per se. Um, I have a dedicated building, um, but I'm not just running like free air in the building. So I'm running vertical uh, ASICs, 16 of them uh, in, uh, I don't know what to call it really, in this contraption that I built, right? I built this contraption that has, is going to have a, a pressure barrier that's going to separate the exhaust and the intake on the ASIC. The exhausts are going to blow up to gable fans. Those are going to blow out the back wall. And the intakes come in through what used to be an air conditioning unit, like a big wall mount uh, refrigeration unit yeah. um, that I hollowed out to kind of use it as a, as a shroud on the outside. And it's all going to be contained within that. So really, the ASICs only have to pull uh, air through a tube as opposed to trying to pull all the air out of the room, uh, which actually does happen. Uh, so while I was coming up with the idea of how I was going to build this, I was talking to uh, Econo Alchemist. And he had built, unbeknownst to me, I had talked to Bitcoin Rail um, probably six months ago about this idea of standing ASICs up on end, right? Yeah. Because naturally heat rises. So the idea was if naturally heat rises, just point the exhaust up and the fan is just helping nature do what nature already does. So I was kind of kicking this idea around with Bitcoin rail and how I was going to make it work. And then Econo Alchemist, great minds think alike, I guess. Uh, he built the same setup in his basement, just on a smaller scale. Yeah. Uh, ver vertical ASICs with eight machines. And uh, so I was kicking around this idea when I got the building about how I was going to do it. And he said something that sounded really weird to me. He was like, hey, be careful you don't suck all the air out of the room. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Suck all the air out of the room. He's like, listen, I sucked all the air out of my house with the eight machines. <laughs> the eight machines he's like I didn't realize it but I was walking down the hallway in my house and I stood in a specific spot and the floor was really really hot and I was like why is the floor hot and he said it took me about a half a day to realize that where the floor was hot directly above that was the was the attic access so the uh. ASICs were pulling so much air that it was pulling the heat out of the attic and down mm -hmm. onto the first floor yeah. So that was when I was like, all right, well, I can't pull, I can't pull the air from inside of the room. I got to pull the air from outside. 
Yeah. So yeah, you gotta have an intake coming from somewhere. Yeah, and you you would think that you know you're only using 300 square inches is about the face of all the ASIC fans stacked on top of each other. You would think that you know a a 200 square foot building would be enough, and it's just not. It's just not enough air. So you're gonna recycle the heat. Like you're gonna use it to heat your house and. No, I mean I have two S nines heating my house right now. Um, I live in a really small house. Yeah, well, I'm I'm using mine to recycle. I like I heat a building that I'm in quite often with the with the heat. It gets so warm in there sometimes. I gotta, you know, suck it out. Now I don't have. I call it a hobby mine, but I I guess it's probably more than most people have. You know, but not not on a business scale, but you know I. I, I keep the building uh, pretty warm with it. Sometimes I got to, when it gets really frigid around here, I have to uh, turn on some like, you know, wall heaters and things like that. But it's, uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're smart with it, you can, uh, you can get creative and cut your heating bill down. And you sound like my, my dad is uh, like rebuilding a building that, you know, he's, he's got a couple, he got a couple miners running, but he's like completely obsessing about getting more of them and it's not doing a, doing some similar things that you're doing right now just like getting ready and it's it's cool to see like he's starting to <laughs> he's obsessing like i am about it but you know <laughs> that's awesome though. and the, yeah. like i try to do that um obviously it's like a different scale but like i try to do that with my 10 year old son um you know when i go down and i i've gone down and like torn apart Turn, torn apart S9s and like I show them how they come apart and where the boards go and explain to them what it does um, I built them a little GPU rig like for his room so he could like I, you know I helped them put it all together and helped them like set up the interface and understand I still don't have the fucking thing running because I can't really figure out the fucking interface of it but um, it's helping him understand like you know what dad is doing and like why and how it all works like he's going to be miles ahead of all the people his age if he can you know graduate high school with a basic understanding of bitcoin mining and a basic understanding of what bitcoin is my oldest son just got uh we had a leftover s9 and my my father gave him one and helped him showed him how to like download a you know mining pool and log you know get the ip address and log in and set it up so now he has an s9 running too you know into a pool and you know and is what to get a half a percent will take what 70 days you know mining you know before you can get to the the payout threshold but you know he thinks he, now but he's learning now he's interested and listen no like nobody in my family knows how to do this shit so i gotta i gotta teach him how to do it so like i'm, I'm walking them through and this is how an 18 year old kid is like i'm walking him how to to do like you know over the phone like telling him how he can you know set up the computer and get a money and he then the fucking kid's telling me like how to do it like he he has no clue but i was about <laughs> about snapped on him i was like hey man you don't you have no idea he, he thinks since i'm i'm the old man and he's the you know the young guy that all the computer stuff he knows how to do it all but like when it comes to this shit it doesn't matter if you're good at computers or not you know there's there's a learning curve you have to become educated and Oh, yeah. he finally he finally humbled himself and I helped him out a little bit. So <laughs> there's like that's the thing too. I 
I'm very, I'm a big advocate on home mining. Uh, I believe anybody can home mine. I don't give a shit what anybody else says. Uh, I believe anybody that thinks that it's not possible is living in information from 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, there is zero excuse why anybody can't mine. Um, you know, there you are ways to mitigate heat. There are ways to mitigate sound. I mean, you can run an S9 plugged in on 110. Like, there's, you can mine. Yeah, Believe you can mine. You can mine. <laughs> and, yeah, but uh, you, get those, you get those people, like, I, I see them on Twitter talking about, like, the, you know, they're, they're willing to pay. Some people like justifying the let's pay seven thousand dollar premium on top of paying twenty thousand dollars for a S nineteen. You fuck it. You, are you crazy? Like you you gonna get wrecked is what's gonna happen. Yeah, you're never gonna get that back. Well, like, they got never. cheaper power, Elsie. They got cheaper power. They got no. It doesn't oh, matter on any way you run them numbers. It's gonna be bad in and you know within a couple years. It's not gonna work out to your advantage if you you're pay twenty pay for an S. S19, unless it goes to $200,000 and the difficulty stays the same. You know? <laughs> the, uh, this is probably going to make me vastly unpopular, but I like that. Um, what the fuck was I going to say now? Shit. Um, you, you like the, the price? You, you want the difficulty to stay low, or what was you saying? Oh, no, no, no. Listen, if you don't ever touch the miner, you don't mine Bitcoin. You are not a miner. I don't give a shit if you have 200 machines hosted with somebody. You are not a miner. You are an investor in somebody else's company. You don't own a machine if you're not. It's the same thing as not your keys, not your corn. If you don't hold that ASIC, it is not your machine. And there are a lot of people right now learning the hard way that lesson through compass a lot of people and it's sad to see but if the reality is if you ain't buying that machine and you don't touch that machine you don't mind bitcoin so you may you, do something that gets you paid in bitcoin but you don't mind bitcoin you, you can invest in investo what is it qqq with all the and say you're uh you, you manufacture computers or something like that if you hold the stock <laughs> to it if you're just an investor yeah you don't build iphones if you own stock in apple Right. I hate to be the one to to break it to you. Like it's the same it's the same principle. Like if if and me and uh me and Ronan Neil have talked mm -hmm. about this. Like if you if you don't fucking touch that ASIC, if you're not plugging that ASIC in, when that ASIC goes down, if you're not going to fix what's wrong with that ASIC, you're not mining Bitcoin. You're just not. Like I'm not trying to shit on you. You you can call it whatever you want to call it, but you're not mining Bitcoin. Because you're at the whim of whoever has control of the plug that that machine is getting plugged into. That's just yeah. the reality. You know, I'm not a big fan of, like, I, I've actually thought about buying computers from uh, miners from Compass before when the when I was having like trying to locate them. But at this point, I see they got a lot of backlash going on, and like, I just I wouldn't I wouldn't send them money at all. You you know, I it's kind it it has looked scammy to me, but you know. And it's not just them. Like, I don't want to, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I've very publicly had a disagreement with the CEO of Compass. He blocked me, but that's fine. I get blocked by a lot of people. 
Right. But it's not just them. Like there's, it's a hosting service issue. It is, my belief is it is the way that that industry is currently designed. I believe that that industry will be fixed, but that industry will be fixed by plebs that have skin in the game, not by some jerk off in a three piece suit. Yeah. That's just reality. Like if your main focus running a hosting service is how much fiat you can stack from your customers, you're not worried about the environment that ASIC is in. You're not taking the time and the consideration into thinking about the things that us home miners are thinking about when we're setting up a machine that's worth a lot of money to us. Because when you have 10,000 machines, you don't give a shit about one S19. But when you're Mm -hmm. a pleb that has to work six months to pay for one S19, you care. Yeah, you do care. I had a, I had a S17 that, you know, break and it was devastating to me. I only, I got six, I got six miners running. Oh, no worries. I don't know how that happened. I was I was sitting there talking about my uh, S17 breaking, and then I'm like, hey, I don't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, so you said your S- you had an S17 break on you. You have six miners running. That's where I lost you. So. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I could only get the S17 back to 4950 terahash, and, you know, it's, it's it really bothers me still. I wish I could – if I could find another reputable repair shop that I, – I, I think the S17s are – they have a reputation from what I understand of that they're not put together really well. And when I, when I took it apart and cleaned it, blew it out with canned air, it uh, knocked some of the, the chips loose. And I, I don't know if the, it's going to be repaired. So if you ever mess with an S 17, those models, you gotta be super careful when you clean them. I've never had that happen with any, any of them before. And then I was reading on uh, Bitcoin talk and a lot of people have that problem. Yeah. They, from what I understand, they used a like a really low quality thermal paste and they had an an engineering issue i guess where the fans that they put in the machine weren't capable of cooling the hashboards to a sufficient rate so they have like a pretty well-known reputation of like burning up melting chips melting uh six pins Things like that. Mm. Um, I mean, I've never personally run one, but I've heard a ton of horror stories. I was going to buy a gaggle of them. And uh, somebody who I respect in the mining world was like, do not fucking buy us. Do not do it. And I was like, all right. Like, yeah, don't, I, don't I, I wouldn't buy another S17. I mean, honestly, if it, was, if it was the right price, I probably wouldn't just be super careful how I how I ran it and touched it. But I mean, if, you know, I'm the only thing I'm running right now is in a silicon and uh ant miners, but I, I'm probably going to get a couple West miners. Cause we, my, my father was in negotiations with the, the power. Well, I've been in negotiations with them too. We found out we can get a, you know, about six cents a kilowatt hour. So, you know, I might take that, that next uh, step up and, you know, dump some capital into a large, you know, much larger investment. All the, all the miners I have, I didn't, the most expensive miner I had was, you know, right around $4,000 because I got all my stuff around the having. 
Oh, oh, lucky. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I timed it because, like, I, I knew it was going to happen. I spent a bunch of Bitcoin to get, you know, S19s when they was – the S19 I got running right now, the 95 terahash one I got for 2700 bucks, brand new. <laughs> <laughs> I priced them for a guy last night. Uh, so it's an S – the one that I priced last night is an S19J Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, 90, 96 terahash and it's uh almost 13,000. Yeah. And we like got a 12, four. I got one of the 110 terahash ones for uh 3300 at the time. It's amazing. So, if you if you haven't noticed, miners are pretty much priced in sats. Yeah. Like if you look at the price increase since when you bought them, uh I'd be willing to bet just rough numbers off the top of my head that sats wise uh it's similar yeah it's probably similar um i mean yeah Uh, Yeah, i I can't remember how much it was but i know it it, like in terms of u.s dollars i got my i got my investment back pretty quick but in terms of bitcoin it took about a year yeah it's a i mean i kick myself every day um maybe i don't know how many months ago it was whenever china banned bitcoin for the 5000th time and the hash rate dropped yeah um that's I when i sent you that link to the in the silicon said hey look they they got they got miners available yeah <laughs> i uh i kicked myself for not like literally not liquidating my entire stack and buying miners like i bought those t3s then but now they're sold out and I bought uh, a dozen S9s and I paid like sub 300 a piece for them. Um, but like I could have bought S19s for eight grand, seven, six, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Like a $13,000 machine now. Yeah. Like I could have, I could have stacked a bunch of machines and just waited three months. Like, those not to mention all the sats they would have stacked in between, but they'll sell used right now for, you know, I don't even know, probably four, four grand more than I would have paid for it. Like I made off good in the S nines. I bought the S nines and I put the stack in my basement and I've sold off a couple of them, but I mean, I sold them for double what I paid for them. Yeah. Everybody told me I was fucking nuts too for buying S nines at the time. They're like, you're out of your fucking mind. Like I'm telling you, I'm buying them. You doubled your money, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've I never, hate. I've never had a bad, I've never bought a miner and then regretted it later. You know, you know, as long as it didn't break immediately. I bought, I used, to, I, I didn't become a Bitcoin maxi until like, uh, late tw- 2019, early 2020. Like that's when I, I gave up. You know, I had, I had a Xenon Mini running. I was mining fucking some shit coins with it and uh i still got i still got a broken z9 mini in my basement like it's, it's it doesn't work but um yeah it's uh i used to, painful admit you know i used to be a shit coiner and but, but i've repented from my wicked ways lc <laughs> hey listen anybody i'll be the first one to tell people mining shit coins is insanely profitable 
insanely profitable. But I, I've sworn them off, buddy. I, I don't I don't even participate. And I mean, I know no, people say, well, it's okay to flip shit coins to get more Bitcoin. No, not for me, it isn't. I, I, don't, I don't do nothing with it. I didn't claim my hex on the Bitcoin that I have. I don't want nothing to do with it. I just, like, let me, buddy, I'm an addict. And if I, if I get distracted on something, I tell you what, I'm going to, I lose focus on the big picture. So I, I got to, it's a commitment to myself. This is, this is how I'm living. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with that stuff. So I'm the same way. When I bought, I bought that GPU kit. Um, I bought two GPU kits, which was just like a motherboard, uh, power supply, all the wires and the risers for the graphic cards. And uh, you're absolutely right. Like I, I had this vision in my mind that I was going to build this mine, the one that I'm building now. And then I started buying, like acquiring parts for GPU miners. And I was like, wow, like the power consumption, I could put 10 times as many GPU rigs in there. And then I'm like, no, 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 you're, you're getting distracted. Like you just said, it's you're, you're off on some tangent thinking it's going to work out great. And like, that's by the time you can put all that infrastructure together, the shit going, you're going to mind will either be dead or tanking. Like, if, if you want, if people do it, then that's on them. And like, I don't, I don't hate them. I, I know a lot of like on, on Twitter and shit. Like I, I bust shit corners balls, but like in real life, I don't fuck in. Like if I go to an NA meeting and some guy's talking to me about, Ethereum or something like I don't bust his balls. I'm like, you know, I don't do that shit. You know, I don't fuck with that. I just stack Bitcoin. But like, like I, I just I'm not gonna be an asshole to somebody's face when they don't fucking even know. Cause like it when you when you first get in it, you're ignorant, you don't have any idea what's going on. And you know, I'm just I, I give people a break. And if you want to do it, that's on you. And but it's just it's it's something that after do, doing it this many years, like I have a, a knowledge, I understand what's going on in this space and like um, like I, I, I'm just thoroughly convicted that like uh, you know Bitcoin is the solution. I'm convicted. I talk yeah. about it fucking all day, and you know it's, it's it's like I still obsess about it. Like I'm still I still love this shit. Like I love it. <laughs> it's the game, Nate. It's the game. Yeah. The if game where a different dress. Game, I probably have a key neat deep in the crack game. You know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Elsie, when, when you when you do this, are you gonna do you edit it? Nope. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> I, literally, probably fifteen minutes after we're done, it'll be live. Yeah. Uh-huh. I go right up. There's a lot of pretty, nice sounding podcasts out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've had plenty of people reach out and say it's nice to just listen to two plebs talk. Yeah. That is what it is. Maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll go the editing route. But for now, somebody was telling me the other day, oh, yeah, you stick it in here. You can give it, like, studio quality sound. I'm like, eh. Nah. Not for now. Yeah, I, I, started... used to, I used to record music and stuff, so I have a, a pretty decent knowledge of, you know, recording and, you know, mixing and things like that. So if you ever need any assistance on something, you can get some really nice, uh, you know, pirated software to record audio and extract it, upload it. It's not very I'm difficult definitely, to understand. I'm definitely looking to figure out how to like, uh, how to record it somewhere other than this garbage app that we're using right now. Um, can you use Zoom? Don't, I don't like Zoom. 
I don't like Zoom. I got eh. eh. I mean, this eh. works. Yeah, I, eh, but it has the connectivity issues like we just had. Like for no reason, it just drops you. Well, that, I think that was my fault. I, I clicked on a, a different screen. I had a notification popped up. I figured it would still run, but yeah, but even that shit is like, I don't know. It's it's silly to me. Like like you just said, Zoom. Zoom doesn't stop just because you click into a different window. You know what I'm saying? There's too many like caveats that come with this app that it's just it's annoying to me. I want to be able to do it on something where I can like grab the audio files and it takes me two seconds to like clip that gap out or clip something off the beginning or something off the end. And with this app, it's like a pain in the ass. You got it's like all on your phone. You got to like drag it with one finger and try to get it in just the right spot. It's like fuck it. So then you, you've done 20 some of these? Yeah, something like that. I think it, I looked at it the other day because uh, Spotify sent me a thing. Like, I guess they do it at the end of the year. Uh, I think it was 20 episodes. What the hell was it? 20 episodes, 26 countries. Let me see. Uh. Two thousand seventy-two minutes of content, twenty episodes, twenty-six countries. Pretty cool, man. I, I I respect the the hustle, man. Anybody that puts the effort in to do something like this, um, I like it. Um, I'm be honest, like I didn't I didn't get a dig. I, I when you sent me the the link earlier to the Spotify, I went through some of the apps and I was just seeing like if, if what kind of shit you was talking about. It's just it's just motherfuckers talking. Yeah. Yeah. As it should be. I mean, I don't know. This is how I looked at it. Who the fuck am I to interview somebody? Like, I I don't have all the right questions. I just want to, like, I feel like I could sit down, like, right now, right? I could sit down for an hour with you with a mm-hmm. list of questions and interview you and not know you any better. And the people listening to it would not know you any better than they did before they listened to it. They would know what your answers were to a list of questions. But if me and you have a conversation and build a rapport and like we already have a relationship, right? But like to build that relationship a little bit, like people get to know a different side of you, right? And like it puts a it puts a person behind the nim that you see on Twitter or the person that you interact with. And like that's what it's all about. Like we're not just people aren't just bubbles of knowledge to be harvested, right? Like the way I see it, if you listen to something like this and you hear somebody on this podcast that sounds interesting to you and they sound like they might have knowledge in an area where you want it, reach out to them. I've never had anybody on this podcast that wouldn't answer a DM. Yeah. Reach out to them and do your own, you know, take your own time to reach out to somebody and ask them the questions you want answers to. If you don't yeah. hear it here in our casual conversation. I, I try to be as, as open book as the software. Open source is the software. And uh, like, I know you can't help everybody and there's a lot of scammers out there. But like when I was in 2017, when I was, you know, going through that stage where I was trying to learn um, why certain things were this way and, and, and why the number was going up and how mining worked. If uh, I just wish there was people that I could have asked basic questions to instead of, you know, being a scammer, somebody try to take advantage of me. So I've, I've tried to, I've tried to be that person. Um, you know, oh, you, you're setting up a ASIC. You bought a used ASIC. You need help. 
you know, just reach out. I'll, I'll tell you how to do it. I mean, there's, there's tons of videos on YouTube you can watch, but you know, if you, if you get hung up with something, I've done it a hundred times. Just ask, you know, uh, that I, I just wish, you know, there was people to treat it. There, there's a few people like, uh, Mr. Hoddle. I know he's a dick, uh, to people sometimes, but like he was there for me at the beginning when I had some basic questions about stuff and he was honest, he didn't try to scam me. So I got a lot of respect for that guy. I've learned a lot from him. Um, in 2018, during the bear market, when Bitcoin went from, you know, I was I was really going hard when it was around five thousand dollars. And then, you know, my between five and six thousand, I was buying a lot when I could. It dropped down to three. You said my my terms of U.S. dollars got cut in half and I was devastated. And people like American Hoddle were, you know, on Twitter. They didn't have that big of a following then or anything like that. But, you know, they was like, you know, we're do you believe in the fundamentals or not? And if it wasn't there for people, if it wasn't for people like that, that were, you know, as, as open source as the software, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know where I would be right now. They, they having those people in my ear at the time saying, you know, don't be a pussy, let's stack, you know, do you believe in this project or not? Like, you know, pushing and showing the evidence that they were doing it too. Like it really motivated me. And I look back on those times, man. And I, and I hope, I hope I can do that for somebody. And, and like, I know I've helped a few people out, but like, uh, it was cool on, on, on Facebook today, uh, a guy posted a picture of a car, a guy that I know from recovery and, you know, he, he started stacking sats in the past, you know, year and a half and he bought himself a used Porsche and, uh, you know, just seeing like success like that. Like he hasn't, he wasn't part of the, the stuff before, but he was there, you know, at the beginning of this, you know, the run up from like 20,000. So he was able to make some money and, it's, it's really nice to see that, man. Like it, it does my heart. Well, it does it real well. So. Yeah. It, and I feel the same way, right? Like I, I don't know. I kind of had like a, a blessed coming into um, like the Bitcoin Twitter space and like at all, I don't know me, you and I are under the same understanding, right? That like, there's no coincidences and things don't happen by accident. Hey, listen, man, you, you, you have, you've had my back since I've met you online. And that's how we, if you listen to this, that's how me and LC met was on Twitter. And like, he's been a legit straight up. He's been cool as shit to me ever since he like, and, and I've been on there like antagonizing shit coiners and like, he'll, he'll jump in on my behalf and like, you know, kick the dog, <laughs> like <laughs> jump people with me. And like, you know, I'm like, Hey, this is good. This is, I like this guy. Like you, I know you don't. You've never met me in person, man. But like, I, I got your back, even if it was not on Twitter. If something happened, like I, I got you. Like, if we was at a, a Bitcoin conference and a problem happened, I'd jump in for you. So <laughs> that's my man. Yeah, like no shit. Like I, I appreciate that. Like you know, you're good people. Yeah, man. It's and and like I came it so full metal hodl, uh, which I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I know. I'm, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he's he's gonna come on this fucking podcast. I, I've been bugging him. He's he's coming. He gave me like some excuse a couple months ago, and then he was like, "Yeah, we'll get to it." So we're gonna get to it. I haven't forgotten. Um, but he like he said some shit to me that kind of rang true, and he was like, "Yo, I can't believe. Sometimes I can't believe the position that I've sh- that I've shit posted my way to." Like, I'm sitting front row to, like, a changing of the monetary system because I go on Twitter and shitpost. Mm-hmm. 
And it like, that is my story when it comes to Bitcoin Twitter. Like I went on and I was like, yo, this is great. I'm anonymous and I can just say whatever I want. And I just like let it rip. And I just said how I really felt. And I started making shitty square cropped memes and like full metal auto. And a couple of the dudes were like, yo, you know, fucking Greg Zaj reached out to me. He's like, yo, this meme is funny. And I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit, this dude thinks my meme is funny. Like, mm-hmm. I remember showing it to my wife and be like, she think, babe, babe, he thinks it's funny. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? She's like, it ain't funny, but he thinks it's funny. It's not funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And like that shit, you know, fucking Full Metal, I, th- I think it was Full Metal. Somebody added me to the meme tards chat and like the rest of the rest of it after that is kind of history. But like, you know, the people, when I came in, the people that like had the knowledge and had the time, uh, you know, had this, this, this is just my experience, had this like thing of being like, Oh, you know, calling people that were just coming around like noobs and saying, you know, just kind of being like, we don't have time for you. You're like, go learn some shit and then come back. Like you've Mm -hmm. only been here such and such an amount of time. You shouldn't be opening your mouth. And that doesn't sit well with me. That doesn't sit well with me at all. So like you said, like it's, it's really just about being like the change that you seek, right? Like I want people to be able to listen to something like this and hear people and realize that like, you may look at somebody's, you know, Greg is a perfect example, right? You may look at Greg's profile and see whatever the fuck he has, 15,000 followers or whatever the fuck it is. And be like, holy shit, he's got 15,000 followers, but he's a fucking retard. Like, he's just, he's just like a normal dude. You know what I mean? Like, if you just reach out to him and talk to him, he's just like, he's like the normal asshole that you run into at the grocery store. He's not like, he's nothing like, he ain't any more special than you. And people need to realize that because like, you know, and especially with like the, the shit society that we live in and everything's so social media oriented, like people will look at a following count and it like makes some vast assumptions based on how many followers somebody has you can get a bunch of fake followers too but yeah i get what you're saying they're just plebs you know what i'm saying like most of us are just plebs like if you have good if they have good intentions and they've been here a while and their reputation stands on its own too like they're just a fucking pleb like i used to look at econo alchemist like that and i used to look at divert and okyc like that right because i never talked to these dudes and i would hear them on things like citadel dispatch and i'd be like oh shit they're big time yeah. They're fucking big time. They just ended up somewhere talking about some shit they had some fucking knowledge on. They're just right. normal dudes. Just normal ass dudes. Yeah. So if, if you people like, get egos though, people get there's a, there's a lot of ego in this space too. And you know. You oh yeah. Bump, bump it. Hey, let me. Is is your wife on the? Is she supporting you and your bitcoining? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the most for part. The, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Well, she's cl- you're clearly building something around your house or close to it. And you, yeah, like my my wife on my very first date, I I met my wife at an NA meeting in Florida, and and uh, the first time I took her out, she was like, you know, well, tell me about yourself. I'm like, yo, you you know what Bitcoin? Is? <laughs> like the very first thing, like I'm like, yo, you know what Bitcoin is? And she's like, no, I don't know, you know, and. Uh, now she's she's getting it. she she definitely supports it. I she thought I was crazy with what I was doing, but now you know that's how I bought the house, and now she's 
when I'm starting obsessing about different things, like, oh, I want to buy a new gold chain or I want to buy this watch or this outfit. She's like, Nathan, just just, just stack some fats and be content. Just put it in your, into your cold storage. And, you know. <laughs> just, you, you just sit there and you, you just buy a little bit and just put it in your cold storage and you'll be okay. And, you know, that's how they uh, is this is a good relationship. After some time, they they either get on board or they don't. But at this point, she's she's seen me find some success with it, so I think now she's on board. Yeah, she wasn't. Uh, so my wife has, you know, given my background. My wife has been through hell, right? With me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you? She's been with you the whole time. Not the whole time. Uh, but she experienced a few years of me still in active addiction. And uh, so, my, yeah, my, me and my wife met when we were 13. We dated all through high school. I left to go party. She lived the right life. We got back together when we were like mid-20s. Uh, I was a wreck. She was uh, like some high up at a company she had been at. Um, like we were complete opposites. Um, but we got back together anyway. We got married, but I was strung out. So she's been through a lot of awful shit with me. Right. And, uh, so when I first really got into Bitcoin and like really got into like Bitcoin only, she was like, you, I could see, she wouldn't say it. Right. Cause my wife is super sweet. Like, you know, me and you obviously at some point are going to meet and, You'll meet my wife, and she's mm-hmm. the sweetest thing. She's always right, great. Right? Yeah. I tell I tell people all the time. She's like one Bible short of a church choir. She's like the, the <laughs> sweetest girl. <laughs> and uh, she like I can see it in her eyes, but she wouldn't say it to me. She was like, "Yeah, yeah, another thing you're obsessing about." You know what I mean? Like, well, talk to me in six months when you're over this and on to something else. Because that's like you know that's my track record. That's how I. In my life, that's what I've always done. Like, I've become obsessed about something. I learn everything I can learn about it. When I feel there's nothing else to learn and I know there every, that I know everything there is to know, I move on. You get bored, yep. Luckily, Bitcoin is the way Bitcoin is, and I'll literally listen, never... You'll, you'll still be learning shit in years. I'm still learning shit, and I've been here. Now, now I want to learn shit. Like, now, at first, I... like. Like, I'm trying to learn the technical sides of things, you know, but... Uh, and, and I'm still... I, I just learned... Uh, you know, I just, I just, I just learned something a few days ago about, you know, I'm not going to get into that. There was just, it was just something simple that I didn't know about how t- certain transactions worked. And like, I found it fascinating and like, so I'm gonna keep digging until I find something else that I don't know. And I'm going to learn it. And I fucking yeah. love this space because it, it, it's a deep, deep, it's a deep, deep rabbit hole. Oh yeah. She, so like I said, she was kind of like, eh, when I when I told her, like when I was like, yo, this is fucking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I bought some miners and she was like, What the fuck? And uh but like she kinda like you said <coughs> about your wife, excuse me. <coughs> um when she saw me put in five grand and then look and be like, Holy shit, like we have like twenty grand. You know, because because my story is when me and my wife got married, 
my wife came into the relationship. I came into the relationship with a backpack full of clothes and a truck with no registration. And my wife came into the relationship with $50,000 in savings. Yeah. By the time I went to detox, we had nothing. We had nothing. I spent everything. So she still keeps you, huh? Oh, I'm telling you, she's a saint. I don't, I don't know how addicts find the most loyal, loving wives, but like I, I see it all the time that have put, you know, I, I don't, I have one that I met when I was clean, but I mean, a lot of people that have wives that have dealt with them at their worst and they're still with them when they're clean. And like, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, man. So for her to like, this is, in a way, this Bitcoin journey for me is my amends to her, right? Like if you stay I, consistent I, with it, it would be a huge amends to her. It's just exactly. there'll be some rough times, and you know, but you got you got you got to stay consistent with it. And that's and I and I say that to people all the time too. Like consistency in this space is the most important attribute. Most important uh, thing to have is being consistent. If you do something consistently in this space for a long time. Um, when it's up, when it's down, when it's the, the FUD, like you, you will find success, but like, it's, you know, it's just like hodling. There's, there's easy, there's good times and there's bad times, but you just got to stay consistent. Yeah. It's and, easy to hodl you when will, it's going you will, up. You will be able to make amends. Like it's the way that your buddy was right. That's the way that it's programmed. There will be another having, there will be another cycle. You didn't miss the boat. There's always another fucking boat. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Like I said, this is my, and I think she kind of sees it that way too, right? Like she would never say that, but is this is my amends to her. Like I destroyed our lives and here I am five years later, I've taken a little piece and I'm starting, like I'm on the road to putting back what we once had. And like, it's a beautiful thing like that Bitcoin has like a beautiful gift that Bitcoin has given me, right? Like to be able to do that, to be able to make the amends that I didn't have. You know, I made the amends with the I'm sorry's and the, the living differently, right? Like I made the living amends to my wife that I don't live the way that I used to and I do the right thing and I show up. But this gives me the opportunity to make the physical amends. Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy to think how fucked up this world is, but the, the blessing of being born in the time of the first you know, four or five halvings where you can have an opportunity like what we have today is crazy. Um, like, it's just such a blessing to be part of life during this time period and have access to this technology. It really is. It's, it's that revolutionary. It's it's cool to it's it's just cool to see the people that were very uh, skeptical of me when I when I got sold out and went all in. Like now they're you know, they're whole coiners now and they're, you know, they're doing the same shit as me because they've seen the success I've had with it. And uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's really nice for me to see people changing their mind and coming on board and trying. Like I got, I got family members now that used to ridicule me that are whole coiners, you know? So it's, it's a blessing, man. This, this whole space is a blessing. If you, if you, so I guess it's just the way you got to look at it. And it's, you know, I, I, I approach the bit. Uh, I don't want to say the Bitcoin scene because I fucking hate that term. But, but there, there is a scene or the community. I know people. There's not a. There, there are. There is. We have our own sayings and our own. We have our own fucking celebrities, man. <laughs> I know. I know. It's it, like it, 
I'm, I'm, I'm stretching here with certain things, but we do. We got our own things. We got our own cliques. We got our own celebrities. It, we, it, it, there is, a, I don't know if you'd want to call it a community, but there are people that are built around. It, I, I don't know if you would call it a community or a scene, but there, there's something that's like that. Yeah. I try to look at that the same way that I look at recovery, right? Like, the way it was said to me by somebody who got clean a long time before I did was, you know, I, I got clean and I put some time together and uh, I walked around with the idea that like, I didn't have anything to give. And uh, I had a real old head sit down with me and he was like, how dare you? Like, how dare you come here and take and take and take and take and not give back. Like, this place saved your life. The least you can do is give back to the next person in line what somebody gave to you, right? Even if that's just listening to somebody. If you want to stay clean, that's what they say. You got to keep the process moving. So I look at Bitcoin the same way, right? Everything Mm -hmm. that I just described and everything Bitcoin has given me, how dare I just come here and take everything and not be willing when somebody sends me a DM to take the 30 fucking seconds to be like, yeah, dude, you can run an S9 on 110 or whatever they're asking you. How dare I not take that? How dare I not take an hour and a half on a Sunday night to sit down with another pleb and record a podcast that I started as a joke? But there's like 300 fucking people that listen to this thing. Yeah, How dare? Like- yeah. <laughs> According That's to the app, the- there is. Wow. How dare I not take that hour and a half? to record something that somebody may listen to and hear something probably one of the guests says and make them want to only want to be Bitcoin only or make them give them just enough to keep hold to keep hodling one more day. Right. Because yeah, I, I imagine Maxis are pretty loyal people too. If they're loyal, to, that loyal to the Bitcoin only, they're probably loyal individuals as well. You know, yeah, like I, I, I when you because you, you, I really like you, man. Like, uh, I, I don't know anything about your podcast or who listens to it or not, but like, uh, I'm, I'm loyal to my friends and like I, I view you as a friend. So when you said, Hey, come do this, honestly, man, like, I got some really messy, like, life's messy, and I'm not going to get into the whole details, but I got some stuff going on with my family right now that's really stressful, and uh, I still took time out to do this. This is this is important to me because you know. The, the shit that we're talking about is important to me. So, yeah, I, I make time. I make time for stuff like this. And that's that's a general rule, right? That people make time for things that are important to them. So if you look at the things in somebody's life that they make time for, you will know what's important. To them. Yeah. If they make time only to go to work or if they make time only to chase money or if they make time only to chase whatever they're chasing, that's what's important to them. If you sit down and you look at somebody that has a wife and kids and they don't, and this is probably going to make me not super popular, but if you don't make time for your family, your family is not important to you. That's it. There's, There's no gray area. It is black and white. What you make time for is what is important to you. That's some shit that people should really take some time to look at because what are you spending your time on? You know, we say it in Bitcoin all the time, right? The 
most scarce asset in the universe is time. Second is Bitcoin, but time. So if what are you allocating your time to? Time is the most valuable thing you have. I allocate my time to my family, and I allocate my time to Bitcoin. It was a trip. I found out you was a recovering addict too, man. Because like that, I if once once you like we're on the same, I don't know what you call it, the same plateau or something like that. Uh, so who knows? What am I going to learn from you? That's you know, God talking to me through another human being. So like you know, I'm I'm open to that shit too. Once I found out you was doing it, you was you was like me, uh, you know. It, you know, I, I will meet you someday. I, I don't I don't want to meet most people that I meet on Bitcoin, Twitter or this space. Like it's OK for them to stay as the I view them as the avatar that they the picture that they have up there. But, you know, someday I'll meet you. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's a very short list of people that I want to meet and and you're on it. Right. Because like yeah. you said, where it was cool. I got into like Bitcoin, Twitter and really got like deep into Bitcoin, Twitter and. It was cool, but there was nobody that I had that connection with like we have. And it was cool to see somebody else who had like been through the things that I've been through and had the other things going on in their life that they have going on in their life. Mm-hmm. And they're into Bitcoin, too. It was like, all right, cool. Like, we should talk. You know what I mean? Like, you you get it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. It just, it's a crazy fucking trip. And I, like, I fucking, every day I wake up, I, I'm so grateful to, like, have the things that I have and, like, be in the position that I'm in to be able to, like, build this mine in my yard to be able to, you know, I'm sitting in my house, 80 fucking degrees in my house, like 30 outside right now. And I'm getting paid to run my heat because it's S9s <laughs> that are in my house. That's pretty cool. Like, that's, that's all shit that like this this thing we call bitcoin has afforded me hey man when i was i was stressed out this morning dealing with that that family shit i was talking about and uh but like i i i was reminded that this evening around 10 o'clock i get a minor payout and i was like you know what this today's not gonna be so bad after all like i still get that still get my minor payout <laughs> like i like I, I go to bed super early like honestly man like i, I get up at like five o'clock in the morning, four thirty in the morning. I gotta sleep at like nine, nine thirty. Like so I, I start I start tuckering tuckering out about this hour. And uh but I wake up when I wake up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom or something like that, I look at my phone. Oh I got my minor payout and then I go back to sleep. Like I always I, I've I've swore off checking the price in the middle of the night. I don't do that. Like I, I refuse to check the price in the middle of the night because if something crazy happens, I'm not gonna go back to sleep. But I'll I'll check to see if my minor payout came in check my wallet <laughs> yeah it's all still there all right yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there it is there it is a little half a percent thank you yeah that's like i mean give me that I, little hit of dopamine make me a little yeah <laughs> <laughs> i still get a little bit it doesn't last very long but i still get it i uh i honestly if it wasn't for twitter i wouldn't know what the bitcoin price was um, I don't look. You don't at, check it? No. Oh, never, bro. I I got it up all the time. Like I, I'm fucking obsessed. People, people will like when we just had this this dip that we just had, right? Like I had no idea that this dip happened. Ugh. Like the only app that I open 
on my phone that's strictly Bitcoin related is the slush pool app to look at my miners. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh, look. Okay, that's what I made today. That's what I made yesterday. That's what I have. All right, I got such and such an amount of time until my next payout. Cool. I got people messaging me when it goes down a few thousand. Yo, did you see what it's down? What you think? I'm like, hey, this is what she always like. This is what she does, stack and hodl. I, I get blown up when it goes up, when it goes down. I got people messaging me. Say, hey, what's what's going on? What's causing this, Nate? You tell me <laughs> what's causing this. And I'll be like, look, this this she's a wild animal. This is what she does. Like, we're not here for you know two percent gains, three percent gains in a year. Like, we're here for violent volatility. You know, this is what this is why we're here, you know. So like don't be a bitch. Like th- this is when you buy something. Like shut the fuck up and nut up. So, <laughs> yeah, that like it actually happened perfectly. Uh, the other day we had that dip. I I open up Twitter. I see we have a dip. I'm like, oh shit, there's a dip. And like I couldn't. Like nobody was posting what the price was. So you know, I go into my web browser and I'm like looking up the price of Bitcoin. Right, like a complete noob mm-hmm. because I don't even have tickers or anything on my phone because I don't need it. And, uh, like, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> that's a dip. Listen, man, so when I, it goes down, when you first just got in, you just put $50,000 of your hard-earned save money into it, and you bought it, $50,000 worth of $60,000, and it goes down to forty one. Boy, you you feel that shit. To me, I'm up thousands of percent already. So, like, I don't like seeing it go down, the number go down in my U.S. dollars. But, you know, it's like, uh, I've been here. I know what I'm up for. But, like, man, noobs. They get wrecked, you know, it's devastating. And a lot of them get shaken out. A lot of them lose money and, and they have hurt feelings over it. So, yeah, man, I, I, uh, I liquidated all of our savings and everything except a month worth of bills, like retirements and everything. And I went all in, uh, at like 55K er- earlier this year. And then we ripped down to like 28K. <laughs> yeah. I was not popular in my house. Yeah. My wife was like, what the fuck? Did you keep buying? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, no, no. We're not selling nothing. Listen, just set the weekly DCA. We'll be fine. Just keep buying. We'll be fine. And it all, it, you know, it all worked out. You know what I'm saying? Because we bought, we bought so much when it was down that, you know, I brought, it brought my buy in way down. But, like, I get that. I've been there. And, mm-hmm. like, I know exactly what that's like. I know yeah. exactly what that watching that retraction's like. If you commit but, to this shit, if you commit to this shit, at least for a, a halving cycle, but you will not be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. Need to, we need to, you need to commit for, like, 10 years. But, like, if you at least commit, well, I'm going to get this, I'm going to hold it until two years after the next halving. Well, you know. You'll be you'll be satisfied. Yeah, I got so lucky on that d- this recent dip. So all that happened, right? I look at the price. I open up Twitter again, dude. Somebody sent me fifty dollars to the podcast page through Strike, mm. like as a tip. I was like, hell yeah! I went right on and bought Bitcoin on the fucking on yeah. the Strike app. I was like, I never get to buy the dip because I don't even I don't buy on exchanges anymore. Everything, all the corn that I have coming in is via miners. Oh. All the money that I was spending on buying Bitcoin every month, I just allocated to the electricity bill. Buddy, I'm fucking, I'm insane with it. I spend all my money and I mine. If I get, I like, 
Like, I don't have the most money in the world, buddy, but I go harder than anybody at this shit. Like, it, like I'm, it's, I am insane with it, and uh, it's, it's paid off for me. But, like, I I don't know anybody that goes harder than me with stacking. Like, I, I do some insane shit with this. Like, things I probably – I'm not even going to get into that I've that – I've, the, the corners that I cut, especially in 2018, 2019, like, early in recovery, so I could get to my first full coin, buddy, I was doing some wild shit. You know, it was only it was only a few thousand dollars. You know, Bitcoin was at between thirty five and four thousand dollars, but I was still, you know, I was I was I quit smoking cigarettes. I I I cut corners. I wouldn't eat nothing but a bologna sandwich. That's all I did was every dollar I got, I bought Bitcoin with it. I sold all my chairs. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that, but I did. I did sell some stuff. I took out high interest loans and bought Bitcoin and twenty percent interest on this loan from. Landmark, you know, I did that and bought Bitcoin with it, and, and here we are. Yeah, and it paid yeah. off. It did. I still got most of it. <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me tonight. Hey, LC, anytime, man. Use my dog. Yeah, I mean, man. I mean, anything, uh... I, I got your back inside and outside of this. Uh, these avatars on Twitter, you know, I, I got you. We'll meet, we'll meet up at a convention one day. It'll be good. Hell yeah. I'll, uh, I'll catch you on Twitter, bro. All right, buddy. Be safe. Later.